The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Hello, everybody. This is Alexandra, your host on the Mental Sherpa Show. Today, we're going to be talking about dating and how to prepare for love. We all want it, but how do we get it, right? We all hear these horror stories, dating traumas. Maybe you've had a relationship trauma and you're like, no way am I going to let that happen to me again. So what I thought would be really interesting was to find myself a matchmaker, And to have her on the show to begin to talk about some of the do's and don'ts of dating and to also get some expert advice on how we as women or men can begin to become better daters and really up our chances on finding love. So today I'm joined by Ashley Kaler, who's a matchmaker and dating coach. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, how are you? It's nice to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. It's actually a pleasure to actually get to talk with a matchmaker. I know that so many people, this craze really started when the millionaire matchmaker came out. That people were just yes. like, this is a thing. It like, was you certainly know, under the radar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone sort of heard of that Yenta that mm-hmm. you know that wanted to match up their their kids and mm-hmm. this and everyone sort of plays matchmaker at certain exactly. times. Exactly, everybody has a mom that thinks you know always has the best advice. Um, yeah, matchmaking is actually the uh, second uh, second oldest profession. Incredible. First is prostitution. I was going to bet that there might be one that is a little yeah, older, which is prostitution. Yeah. Incredible. So the next one is how to marry off the prostitutes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yes. And that's where We're a little job. more refined, and that's where I come in, yes. Um, yeah, so I've been in matchmaking actually since uh, 2008, recently went on my own. I've actually traveled the country, you know, meeting different men and women of all different ages, you know, as young as 21 or 22 and as old as 76. Everyone deserves love, right? Everybody deserves love. And that's the beautiful thing about it because, you know, love, uh, reproduction, marriage, everything, it's, it's, it's a industry and a feeling that won't subside. So that's, that's why I'm still here. Wonderful. And you're helping people. Yes. yes. And do you have a certain age group that you like to work with or people that you find are more successful in the dating field? Oh, that's a very loaded question. So um, I'm 32 myself. I'm just going to come right out there and say it. I'm 34, (laughs) so I got to beat my two years. I uh, preferably uh, do I, – I like working with men on the younger, you know, because they're nice okay. to look at, but, you know, on a more professional note, um, the men that I, 
the abundance of my clients are usually between their 40s and 50s. Interesting. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, they may or may not have been married before. They've, okay. uh, they're too busy to find love. They don't know where to go. Uh, maybe they're widowed, divorced for, you know, a number of different reasons. So that's usually where the bracket does fall in. Okay. And by that time, cross our fingers, they know what they're looking for. Wonderful. That's always good to know what you're kind of looking for of after course. you've had... And- as I say to most of my clients when I'm working with them, I go, well, what are you not looking for? Because exactly. that can really help guide you towards what you are looking for yep. if you frame it in the right mind. Absolutely. Everybody should have their non-negotiables written out somewhere. Right. Yes. Exactly. Non-negotiable being if I want kids and they don't. Exactly. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Excellent. We'll be singing the same same tune a couple of years later. And that's that's what I find a lot too. A lot of a lot of my clients and or members, which are women, uh, spend too much time, you know, invested in a relationship and then they end up finding themselves that, you know, things aren't changing. The ring's not coming. The promise ring is yep. still lingering, which we had mentioned before. Yeah. So um, you know, in, in retrospect, it's, it's, you have to implement to your partner what you want, what your non-negotiables, but you also need to know yourself. Well, let's talk a little bit about what is matchmaking? Let's start simple and sort of go sure. from there. What is matchmaking? Matchmaking is, is a process. So, uh, in specific within my process, uh, the men are my clients. So they retain me for my service. Yep. Uh, how it starts? Well, would be the, you know, I, I meet with my client, get to know him on a personal level, get to know his non-negotiables, uh, what he finds physically attractive. And I know some people might be rolling their eyes on that, but it's very important. You know, as much as people don't think that they have a type, everybody, right. everybody finds something more attractive than the others. Um, sometimes I meet with their family, really depends on the person, just to get them, get to know them on a different level. Uh, and then we start to uh, really kind of dissect what has been going wrong, what, what he's looking for and what I have. And moving forward, the women that I work with, they've already been pre-screened. So I've met with them personally. Sometimes I've uh, visited them in a social setting. They filled out a lengthy questionnaire. And once I know them on a personal level, if I find that they fit the profile of what one of my clients are looking for, then the introduction's made. So there's really two components to a matchmaking business for Mm -hmm. you. You have your client, which it sounds like is typically men. Usually, yes, yes. I have taken on women before, but I found that uh, men are a little bit easier to work with. Uh, so the client, there's the client component. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who come to you. They say, Ashley, I want to find love. Correct. Yes. And then there's a whole network of women and men, mm-hmm. depending, of course, right? That you've already pre-screened to yes. choose from that mm-hmm. you feel. Actually, I shouldn't even make an assumption now, but what is your pre-screening process? You're assuming they're ready for love, they're in the right place, mentally stable? Sure, sure, sure. Yes. So it's pretty lengthy. It doesn't happen overnight. So uh, with the women, whether they come to me 
or I actually go and scout them. I'm not shy by, you know, just whether it's going to a steakhouse or going to a charity or a benefit, just introducing myself, you know, and, and asking them if they're single, have they ever worked with a matchmaker before? If there's like, oh, no, no, and they got to, you know, get a little weirded right. out. I say, well, do you, you know, do you have any friends or family that look like you that may be single? Right. You're like, I'm looking for this. So, yeah, exactly. Because I always have something in mind. I always have something in mind in regards to what my clientele is looking for because I see through their eyes. And okay. my focus is to find them exactly what they're looking for. That's why you hire a matchmaker. You're kind of like a personal shopper for dating. I do the editing for them. And Excellent. that's, and that's I think, the best uh, way to describe it because – when you're when you're seeking out a matchmaker, it's very common for clients to say, "Well, I mean, I don't have trouble finding women. You know, right. I, meet, oh, I yeah. meet women ego, all the time. Ego. Yeah, I meet women all, and the same goes for women as well. But you have to think of it in a way is." Yeah. My, the men that I work with or the women that I work with, they don't necessarily have trouble, but it's just finding the right type of people. Right. So the people that are coming to a matchmaker have a focus and they have something in mind. So I just simply do the editing. Do you find that when people come to see you, they, you know, there's a mentality. I know that we certainly have very different jobs and yet in the same way, there's something very similar. People are coming to us for help. Sure. And there is always that first step of admitting you need help. Yes. Do you yes. find that there are certain clients that you get that are very reluctant to signing on with you or they're like, Absolutely. I'm in? Absolutely. Okay. That's why it takes some men. I mean, I've been speaking with a gentleman hasn't uh, signed me, signed on yet, but we've been speaking for the past three years. Three years to onboard Three years. Yeah. Three years. What and is- it's just casual. Certainly we'll never push him. You know, it's just casual conversation. We had coffee a couple days ago, but it's, we're in a position right now that he is just convinced he'll, he'll be able to do it himself, which I, I certainly hope that he, he, he can. I want him to find love in whatever fashion or avenue that may be. But, you know, at the end of the day, he always, always thinks that there's something better around the corner. So he's not focusing on what's in front of him. You know, I've been reading so many articles more and more that are talking about big city dating scenes where that is one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. is there's something better coming just around the corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a really, it's a big disappointment, uh, to be honest with you. And I mean, it, it makes for a matchmaking business, unfortunately, right? but at the same time, uh, you could have a lovely date. You can, you know, take a horse, you know, a horse and carriage ride in Central Park, go out to dinner, just have a fairy tale date. But it, it's unfortunate that you may not know if there's going to be a second or a third because that person, or that man or woman, could be multiple, you know, dating multiple people. Yep, could be double booking you. <laughs> That's happened to me before. I think it's happened know. to all of us. <laughs> so the, it's it's just that we live in the melting pot you know, of it, Manhattan is the melting pot. And, it's, and, and that goes for all metropolitan cities that there's just so many options and why settle? And it's true. You know, as I say to a lot of women and they get angry with me when I say it, dating is kind of like a horse race. Certainly you is. You have yeah. to have all the horses out and running, yeah. but at some point, and everyone's like, you can't date three different people. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you're not, as long as you're not sleeping with them Absolutely. all. Absolutely. know, that's a choice if you choose to. <clears throat> At one point, yeah. you're going to be able to actually see what you like in different people. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to compare them against other people. You know, what I like about this. Of course. I don't. There's a point, though, when 
everything begins to spread and you begin to see your front runner and you feel very confident in that front runner. And I completely agree. When I, um, working with people, if they're on a dating app or on a dating, um, online dating, a match.com or what have you, I encourage them to stay there. Mm-hmm. And if you speak with any other matchmaker, they're like, no, 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 no. Then they're you know, that th- that's too many options, and they're not working with me. You open up your avenues, whether it's an online dating app or whether it's you know going to a meetup group or or right. working with a matchmaker. Open your avenues because you never know when you're going to meet some someone. But if you're you know. Just make sure that you can try to remain as focused as you can when you're working with your matchmaker or something along those right. lines. Yeah, life can change in an instant. Of Isn't course, that the same? absolutely. It's just you meet that right person, the mm-hmm. chemistry's mm-hmm. there. You get those the oxytocin butterflies yep. and. You just feel like you're bonding with them. Right. I mean, that's happened with me with my client right now. I haven't heard from him in two weeks. And I, I could be calling him. I'm like, either you're traveling or you met someone. He's like, I met someone I didn't mean to. We just started working together. I was like, well, that's great. Right. But, you know, focus. And he's focusing on her, which is wonderful. And, you know. Right. So if, your job at that point probably shifts a little bit. It does. It goes from having to find the love for them, but yes. to help coach them. We we put on uh, my introductions, excuse me, his introductions on pause. Yes. Okay. So he's he's interested in this uh, young lady, so I want him to focus on that. And now our conversations, our follows, follow-ups are just primarily feedback. What's going on? What's, uh, tell me a little about her and her right. kids. What was her past relationship? What does she give you? What does she... Things great. like that. And, you know, I think it's great that you sort of do relationship mm-hmm. coaching. It's such an imperative part of any job. And I think there's a real misconception nowadays about what a coach does. Absolutely. And, you know, being a life coach myself and business coach, everyone thinks we're here to sort of tell you what to do. Exactly. And we're not. And we're reprimand sh- and, and, and yeah. you know, yes, no, exactly. No. I, and, you know, just so my listeners know, a life coach, we're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to ask you the right questions, get you thinking differently, assessing the situation on your own. What you do with that information is completely up to you, but we're here to just begin to offer some thoughtful, exactly. thought-provoking exactly. information. Exactly. That's, and I, I couldn't agree more. I always um, sometimes, I, I compare it in that way, but I also compare uh, when I'm speaking with clients to think of a matchmaker as uh, a trainer. You know, you know how to uh, extend your hand and introduce yourself to a young lady. You also know how to do a sit-up and a jumping jack. But why do we hire trainers to help us instruct, to, you know, motivate us, to give us those positive feedback and, right. you know, and things like that? That's that's all we're doing. We're just doing the editing. We're and instructing. I, I guess a client would have to buy into what you're selling. They'd have mm-hmm. to believe that you have something that they don't, right? Like, Absolutely. That you know how to do the super jumping jack. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's why anybody uh, hires any type of expert. Right. They say, you know, I just need, and whatever it is, everybody has uh, their different, you know, setbacks, but um, instruction, feedback. So, right. and that's and that's why we're here. Excellent. Um, tell me, for you, have you ever personally worked with a matchmaker yourself? Have you been through the process? I've worked under a matchmaker in regards to how I got into the business, but have I ever hired a matchmaker? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Um, I'm the first to admit that I've been on dating apps. 
who hasn't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> how people are meeting now. I don't. I think that's do people pretty, meet in I don't anymore? think that they do. I think they're just swiping left and right. I okay. think that's all they're doing. Right. And if you're not liking this show, just swipe left. If you like us, <laughs> exactly. Swipe right. It's like turning the channel. Like if we're not interested. If yes. you're not interested, that's okay. <laughs> We've got you. We kept you for a little bit. Exactly. So you've used dating apps. Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. Everyone sort of dated a little differently. Yeah, but your own uh, dating apps are, uh, I always say they're kind of like a blessing and a nightmare. You I'm know, sure. I've I've had more nightmarish dates than I could possibly count. Uh, but I also um, had a long-term relationship that, you know, a, a year and a half. So again, there's a lot of filtering. There's a lot of focus. And in order to be successful or even remotely successful on a dating app, you have to get off of it at one point. And I know that sounds so silly, but no, you could, but you're, you're, you, <laughs> you could be doing that I can't for hours. How many people when I was on it, like I was like, so oh, Rolodex no, swiped left by exactly. accident. I'm like, how do I get like, back? Swipe, swipe. Exactly. But I also heard an interesting statistic that so many people on online dating apps actually aren't looking to meet anyone at all. Too. Oh, that I couldn't agree more. Yep. Yes. Yeah. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue this discussion on dating and things that you can prepare to do, the do's and don'ts, the ins and the outs. Um, So we will be right back. My name is Alexandra Janelli, and we're here with our guest, Ashley Kaler. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit betaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment you are listening to metal sherpa by theta spring to reach alexandra janelli or her guest on today's program 
please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Alexandra Janelli, your host on The Mental Sherpa Show. I'm joined today with Ashley Kaler, who is a matchmaker and dating coach. Before we were talking about some of the what is matchmaking, how does it work, a little bit about the formatting of the client and then the database of wonderful women and men that you can set your clients up with. But we're going to break into some of the do's and don'ts, the how-tos, the what's, the whole gamut of how to get ready to date. And then what we're going to do in our session next week is we're actually going to talk about finding love and how to do it. So preparing for love is a little bit different, right? We all come from a past and we all have baggage. I Sure, there are a lot of people out there that Absolutely. like want to admit that they do not have any, but we all come at a relationship or even preparing from love with some scars on us. Mm-hmm. And Ashley, one of your things that you had written to me was a great to-do list was to start thinking about leaving your past behind. How can someone do that? Absolutely. It's probably one of the most difficult things to do in order to enter, enter the dating world because, um, as you said, everybody does have baggage. Some are a little heavier than others. In order to move past that, you need to focus on yourself. And I know that sounds so silly and it sounds cliche, but in order to be ready for the next, you need to make sure that you're happy within. So when you're, when you are happy within, when you are confident in regards to your body and to your mental health and, in, 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 you know, what you are, you know, your non-negotiables, whatever those may be, then you're almost putting, um, kind of the right foot forward. You're, you're putting yourself in a position where you're attracting the right type of people because you're not bringing all of that negative energy, all of those, you know, that black clouds with you. Right. You're almost kind of starting anew. And the way I explain it to clients when I'm working with them on sort of how to move past these past traumas of relationships and breakups is in a relationship, right? If you're walking, think about it this way. When you're standing with your two feet on the ground and standing up straight, Mm -hmm. You're very centered. And if you walk around leaning, you're much more likely to fall. And so if you enter into a relationship leaning and someone else is standing tall, you begin to lean on them. And while they might be there for a while to support you in your lean, what you're also doing is pushing on them. Yes. You're creating a different type of relationship based on need, which we all have needs. That's not to say not to have a need. But you begin to push. And the moment that person steps away, you find yourself very unbalanced. Right. And yep. what, I work, what I personally work with clients on, and it sounds like you do too, is how to help people really begin to straighten up, stand tall, mm-hmm. find their center, find out who I am, what I like, what I don't like, my value system, so that when you find that right person... You can walk in and share a space together versus feeling like you need them to occupy it to make you feel full or whole. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people make mistakes on. You know, if uh, whether it was infidelity or, you know, this and that, they they bring that with them and they just, you know, almost automatically think that that's going to be, you know, the next relationship. Right. Of course. And there's that idea of uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm, We mm -hmm. never know what's coming down the pipeline. and. 
we always borrow from our past Absolutely. to place it on the future mm-hmm. to make it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, right? But it's it's learning from your past a lot of, course. of this too is that, you know, no relationship can be the same. No relationship is the same. And I think that's what a lot of people make mistakes on is is almost stereotyping and putting their new partner in a position where, you know, it's, it's just, it's just not fair. It's, it's, it's right. not your old spouse. It's not your old fling. It's not, it's not this and that this, you the reason that you may have been attracted might, might have been the same, but they have their own baggage. They have their own past. Right, so right. it's, as you said, it's a balancing, it's listening, it's hearing, it's, you know, it's communicating. And what's interesting about communication is there's what's said and there's what's heard. Mm-hmm. And depending on what your baggage is, <laughs> and we all have it. Depends how much you're communicating and about how much you're actually hearing. And what you're hearing. And, you know, one person might say something and you hear it completely differently. Right, and right. that's where the miscommunication breakdown happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's so interesting, you know, the idea of preparing, letting go of your past. Um, what other ideas of preparing to let go of the past have helped people out the most? Well, um, I always say, uh, I think it's important to occupy yourself. So, cause when, when you have a breakup, whether it was simple or complex, um, it's hurtful. Everybody knows that breakups are hurtful. They're, yeah, they could be devastating, but in order to get past that and kind of heal that wound, you have to keep yourself occupied, whether that's putting yourself out there within, you know, the dating, you know, uh, field again or activities, or leaning on your friends, or a therapist. You have to keep yourself occupied because sitting, you know, in your own wallow and oh my just, God. oh my goodness. I mean, the you're, pity party. Yeah, your pity party. You're just retracting. You're just retracting. And I will say, you know, from a different standpoint, you know, I agree mm-hmm. with 100% of what you're saying. There's also a part where you have to start processing the breakup in a proper way. Correct. Which is we always ask, why did it happen? What did I do wrong? And we constantly are pointing the fingers at ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. It, and it's not till you meet someone else that you get to look back and go, wow, right? you know what? That was so not the right guy. That was so silly. Exactly. But we tend to beat ourselves up for not being the perfect person for that person mm-hmm. versus, wait a minute, what did I get out of this? Right, right. And I always see, I, I see that that happens with time. It it's does. hard to, to see that right then and there. Absolutely. Right. But I always tell people, you're supposed to feel crummy after a breakup. You're supposed to. If you didn't, it just wouldn't be natural. Yeah. But no, every, you know, there is a mentality in society where it's like, oh, you got broken up with, like, just move on. It's totally fine. It's not that that simple. It's so not I'm broken in half. Yeah. My partner, my sidekick, my other half is, you know, is, is no longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a devastation. And part of it is processing that pain for Mm -hmm. people. And I think that's where finding a therapist or a coach or someone can really help you do that too is process the emotion so Mm -hmm. it can move on more quickly Mm -hmm. and asking the right questions of what is it I'm really upset about? Mm -hmm. Not why am I upset about it, which is a very different question. Of course. And that takes one's mind to be healthy. And that can be very, very difficult after, you know, after a breakup, but everything that you just listed is, you know, almost kind of a, a rebuilding, Yeah, you know, a rebuilding in order to do so. And give yourself a little patience. Be and kind time. to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
it will take a little bit of time, but life just becomes a little less colorful. Exactly. It's exactly. like a coloring book right. without the colors, but it always <laughs> gets more colorful at the end. That's perfect. That's perfect. I like that. So what other things can people begin to do to prepare for love again? Uh, put your list away. Rip up your list. What do you mean by the list? So... I'm guilty. I have a list. I've had a list for, oh, not anymore. I, I am, I'm working on it. I'm not perfect out there, but. Um, so he's got to have blue eyes. Exactly. Your hair, list. Tall. He's tall, dark, and handsome. He has, you know, a dark complexion, blue eyes, you know, he's uh, this, this, and this. He's in finance, whatever your list is. Rip it up. It, it's enough is enough. So, uh, I always think that everybody should have non-negotiables. I always think that everybody should have something in mind. Is everybody attractive to a certain look? Yes, wonderful. Should every you know? Should you want someone who's financially stable or you know is well grounded? All of that's great, but in regards to characteristics, I think that we focus too much on that, and it has almost uh, prohibited us from uh, moving forward. Do you find... We're not giving people a chance. You know, I've worked with a lot of women who, you know, they're power women. And they they make a lot of money and they do really mm-hmm. well. A lot of people would argue they carry a lot of masculine energy. Sure. But they wouldn't date a guy who makes less than them. How do you feel about that? I've seen it. I've seen it quite some... Quite so many times. Um, I would... I think that they, when it comes to that, I I can understand that because they've worked hard and they almost carry themselves in that manner. But I think it's important to also kind of, you know, drop, drop your suitcase, drop your briefcase for a minute and just soften up. Let someone love you. Let someone take care of you. Mm. I don't think that there's any shame in, uh, you know, in, in, in boasting and, oh, excuse me, boasting is the wrong word, but uh, yeah, just owning what you do do and all of the work that you've put forward. But when it comes to, a time where uh, your ego is o- almost overstepping and it's getting in the way. Right. That's such a good point. Soften up a bit. Soften up a little bit. Money, Let your hair down. Right. What's the saying that there actually, I think there have been studies that good looks and mm-hmm. money have never correlated directly mm-hmm. to love. Right. If you find somebody right. like they're so good looking, I'm going to date them for that exactly. because they have a lot of money. They're going to provide everything I need. Mm-hmm. That it's actually a much mm-hmm. lower success mm-hmm. rate mm-hmm. for people. So drop, soften up, soften up. Yeah. I mean, because I always find that, and I and I hate to stereotype, but I find that women that carry that. And I don't want to use the word masculinity, but carry that almost that that presence, that strong mm-hmm. presence. Um, it, it interferes, and it and it it almost comes off as uh, like you know putting a wall up. Interesting. Yeah, you know? it, it becomes a block, and yeah, it becomes a block. It's almost a guard. So you know, having worked with a lot of men, do you find that they do want a woman to be ladylike and ladylike? The best thing that I ever heard one of my clients say is, I want a woman who can uh, put on a cocktail dress, but then the next morning put on a Yankee cap or Mets cap or whatever we have out there, and then go to a baseball uh, game with me. Just, you know, just a a nice balance. A nice balance. And so it is hard for the power woman, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we got to be equal. Exactly. It's different in dating, though, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. It's sort of softening up. You don't always have to be in control. And yes, you can, you know, you can uh, leave 
leave your, your business hat in the workplace. You know, when you leave, just, just, just take it easy. Just take it, you know, kind of just take it day by day. And, you know, let someone cater to you. Let someone, you know, instead of you catering to, you know, your entire team right? and instructing and almost being like the, you know, the head, let somebody else do that for you. What about women, clients, whomever it might be, who come in with this mentality of, I'm never going to find love. It's not out there. It's not going to happen. When women come in like that, with that kind of attitude, um, it's certainly not helpless. It's not hopeless. Uh, but we need to find out why. More or less, it's usually because they've, you know, been involved in a, you know, in a, in a past relationship right. that was damaging. But if you're not in a position where your, you know, your heart and your mind is ready and open and ready to accept and, and put forth, then maybe it's not a time for us to work together. But I can help you get there. But we, we have to make sure that we're actually working together. That's a great statement, and it triggered something in my mind in terms of something I'd heard my trainer tell me, that there's people out there who will see a couple kissing on the street, mm-hmm. and they'll go, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> and they'll be single, right? And then there's the person who will see a couple kissing in the street and go, oh, I want that so much. Exactly. And one of those people is going to be much more likely to have the energy to draw in that to mm-hmm. themselves because mm-hmm. they're much more open to the idea of that. They're open. That doesn't mean PDA is totally acceptable <laughs> to everybody, but there is a total difference of the energy you're bringing towards dating. And that might be a great insight mm-hmm. to say, you know what? You're not, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. And that's okay. If you're not there yet, that just means that we need to focus a little more on you. Be selfish. You time. You have to be selfish. It's so scary for a lot of people to focus on themselves, yeah, right? It it's- is. Cause then you're, you, you find you I mean, you discover yourself. I think discovery is one of the most beautiful things, whether it has to do with relationships or business or, you know, professional, what have you. But it allows for you to, you know, figure out what you need to work on, what you want, what you're looking for. It's such an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to excel. I had given one of my clients a great homework after we had worked together. I said, I want you to go home and I want you to sit in front of the mirror and just stare at yourself. That's difficult. I want you to look right in your eyes and see you looking at you, looking at you. Because there's mm-hmm. so many different reflections that happen there. And I said, and then I want you to get a dry erase board marker, which she would have already. Sure. And I want you to write all the words that come to your mind. And she had such a fear. She put this off for a while because she was afraid of having sort of a negative mind of all the horrible things that she would write about herself on that mirror. And she finally did it. And she was so amazed at what came out. It's probably like a sigh of relief. It was. And there were words that she started writing on there. And I said, don't judge the words as they come. Just write them. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to, after you're done, don't think about what you're writing. Just keep writing it and writing it because it's going to come from your subconscious mind right onto the, right onto the mirror. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to stop and look in the mirror at all the, all those things. And I want you to know you're none of those things and you're all of those things. It'd almost be limiting to say I'm this, this, and this. That's beautiful. Yeah. And she was so touched by it. And having done this exercise myself, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. I think I'm going to try that. <laughs> it's wonderful. I do it in workshops with yeah. people. It's like, I want you to go. And then you have other people write it, it too. It sounds so simple, but I can imagine it being difficult, it's, but also fulfilling. It's 
you're being kind to yourself. You're creating a different yeah. relationship with mm-hmm. yourself. And that's difficult. When you're kind to yourself, then that almost exudes onto the, the next person. You know? Right. I wouldn't necessarily, if someone were in a very horrible mental state, I wouldn't necessarily have them do this. Right. But in might groups, get some different words in there. In groups, too, <laughs> it's nice if someone's stuck to have someone else write the first word. Right. And to see how people see you. See you. Which is always different, too. Yeah. And it's a great question for dating. It's how that, do you want people to see you? I think that's a great homework assignment. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to dating, too. What do you want? What do you, you know, everything. Right. Write it down. Just write it down. let it go. Mm-hmm. Flow. Get mm-hmm. into the mental flow. Um, Ashley, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about some tips and tools to prepare for love uh, and dating. Uh, this is Alexandra Janelle, your host on The Mental Sherpa Show, here with Ashley Kaler matchmaker and dating coach. We will be right back. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit Thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to ajanelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody. Today we're talking about love, how to prepare for it, and then next week we're going to talk about how to get it, and what to do when you have it. I'm here with matchmaker and dating coach Ashley Kaler. Ashley, I never got 
the chance to have you tell people how can they find you if they want to work with you? And do they have to be in New York? No, they do not have to be uh, in New York. Well, first and foremost, you can visit my website. Very simple. It's uh, www.ashleykaler.com. And you'll always be able to find it on the mentalsherpa.com episodes 10 and 11. Perfect. Uh, But yes, to answer your question, no, you do not have to be. Uh, in New York. I do live in Manhattan and a majority of my clients and members, my uh, the women that I work with, do live and reside in the tri-state area. But um, no, restriction, not by any means. I actually, uh, just over the years, I've met many men and women just from traveling and whatnot. But I'm also affiliated, which I think is very nice. Uh, and this has been different for me. Uh, in the past few years, I've become affiliated with uh, a few different matchmakers. Oh, how interesting. Which in this industry is surprising. I know. It is very surprising. I wasn't grown, uh, you know, when I grew up within within the business, within the industry, it wasn't like that. I was always kind of, you know, keep your head down. Keep your head down. We only talked, exactly. But, uh, yeah, love is love. And I I found that working with matchmakers, everybody has a different pool, right? I'm so glad out there there's tons of hypnotherapists. Yeah. I have to tell you, they're not my competition. Clients they're are like, not my competition. you want me to call another hypnotherapist? I'm like, I do. Yes. I want you to make the right decision for exactly. you. Exactly. At the end of the day, this is not for me. I have no shame in saying, hey, I'm working with you know, uh, Robert over here and he's looking for A, B, D, A, B, C, and D. I don't think I you know, have the right lady for him. Do you have any, you know, members or clients that may fit the profile? Let's talk about it. Good for you. That's it. And I found so many times that, you know, say one of my clients is bi-coastal and I'm speaking with one of, you know, my matchmaker uh, affiliates from California. We've, we've made some matches that way. So incredible. Answer your question. Yes. Not a problem at all because we're all connected very nicely. Very nice. So that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a question that just came to me, so I hope I'm not throwing it out of the blue at you. Jealousy. Ooh. I am sure. Are you talking about me? or <laughs> It's a pattern. I'm like, so just teasing. Jealousy. I can't tell you. So many women, men, they get jealous. And yes. it becomes an issue. I see it come through my office a lot. And I'm like, it's never about the jealousy. It's about something else that's going mm-hmm. on with you. It's a secondary reaction yes. to something. What do you do about jealousy? What do you do if you have a jealous client? Well, it's usually stemming from insecurity. Okay. Uh, that's what I found um, in different levels. Uh, but when I have a jealous client, to be honest with you, that doesn't happen that often because when I take on a client, uh, the services and how it's how it's set forth is they're being introduced to you know, maybe one, two, three, four, five different women. So the only people that would be, uh, you know, jealous would be the, the women. women. Yes. Which so is a I mean, scary thought. Exactly. Just a little bit of a scary thought. But when it comes, uh, when it comes to that, and, I, and some women do ask, and I completely understand why they would. They, you know, like how many women has he been introduced to thus far? Uh, is he sleeping with them? You know, just I mean, these are important questions. There are important questions, and I would I would ask as well. Um, I'm very honest, and I have to be honest. Do I have to divulge everything that happens under the sheets? No, I don't even really care. But (laughs) um, I respect both the women and the men. And I think that it is important because at the end of the day, if they're not comfortable meeting with the gentleman that is using a service that allows him to be introduced 
two, you know, maybe two or three or four women, whatever the case is, then it may not be a great fit because I, my focus is with him. How important, you know, we all have different mentalities about sex. Yes. And I can only imagine that being a matchmaker, it's a topic that you have to touch on. Sure. What is it, you know, for the person preparing for dating, what do they need to know about sex and dating? <sighs> Don't be silly. Put a rubber on your willy, first of all. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first one. Uh, but after that, um, well, it really depends on the age group. I actually, I also think um, my kind of, my rules are always, are, are, in unison across the board. I don't, or I, I, I ask that my clients and my members, uh, not engage in sexual activity, you know, first two, three, there's just no reason for it. You're an adult. There's no reason for you to jump right into that. I mean, get to know the person, but on the other token, I feel nowadays everybody takes sex in such a casual, casual manner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sex right now is just like, you know, giving a peck on the cheek these days. It's right? just... It's like a handshake. It's a, Exactly. It's like a handshake. Got to know you. Guys. I know. <laughs> and, you know, and now all of the apps out there and the online dating certainly don't um, help it. Yeah. And so many people are on these online apps... For yeah, that in purpose. Gen- just in general, are for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. And they're captions. They're captions. And I'm not here for serious dating. I'm just here to and dot, dot, dot. That's such a great point where I always tell my clients, I'm like, you have to be honest with what you're looking for. Yeah. If you're looking for a casual threesome and you put that out there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are going to be offended about that. Yeah. But that person is so much more likely to get what they want. Absolutely. Because don't be shocked if you get exactly. And I always tell women too, or men, it doesn't matter if you're overweight, don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. You know, the norm might not be, don't make an assumption that everybody doesn't want that. There is a whole group of people that are perfectly happy with that Mm -hmm. and put your real self out there. Mm -hmm. You -hmm. might not get a million hits Mm -hmm. or you might not love the people that you get. Right, right. But it's like, be honest with who you are and what you want. I truly believe, and that's why I'm still working as a matchmaker. I truly believe that there's someone for everyone, whether you're tall, whether you're short, whether you're bald, whether you're overweight or you're handicapped, whatever the situation is, there is someone, you just have to, A, what you said, put your best foot forward, put your best self forward, uh, but also make sure that you are almost strategic and, 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 Putting that plan forward. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, putting yourself in the avenues and the channels that um, allow for you to meet that certain people, you know, whether it's specific meetup groups or church or benefits or house parties, you know, or hosting, whatever the situation is. So you know that you are actually going to be engaging with the right type of people that you're actually attracted to. Don't throw yourself into a dating app where you're surrounded by... Right. If you don't like sailing, ex- don't go hang out at exactly. a yacht club. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Don't be shocked when someone says, hey, do you want to come over at 3 a.m.? If that's not what you're, you know, then don't put yourself out there and don't right. be. But it's a great fit. You know, it's a fishing tool. Exactly. And, you know, so many people will use sex as a lure to get Absolutely. that date. Absolutely. Don't discredit yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what you're saying is learn to value yourself exactly, and work on you. Absolutely. So that you don't have to have that 
use that tool. You don't have to use that tool. It's not for everybody. Some people can handle it, you know, and some people, it's just that not their cup of tea. So let's assume for my listeners out there, they wanted to be in your database. Sure. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. You, as most matchmakers, do have a screening process of things that you're like, do they meet that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. are they not certifiably crazy? Have they not killed someone? (laughs) What are some of the parameters that you look for? Um, Well, how do you sort of know? Sure. So, um, well, first and foremost, after whether I scouted them or they came to me, uh, they have to fill out a questionnaire. So the the questionnaire more or less is just basic information. I do want to know where you went to school. I do want to know your profession. I do want to know if you've been married, divorced, widowed, Mm -hmm. uh, children, you know, just the basic information and religion. That's a, that's a very, uh, big for me. Uh, so the basic information, once I get that, then we have a, uh, a personal screening uh, process. So that's where those questions come in. Um, certifiably crazy. I don't know if I'm, I'm inclined to go through that, but it's more important about the personality. Okay. It's more important about the personality. So I find that, uh, certainly not to toot my own horn, but I'm a good reader in regards to, uh, you know, are, are they a little more reserved? Are they there for the right reasons? Because I have interviewed hundreds of women that I'm just sure. know that, you know, my clients are wealthy. So they're just talk, you're just, they're there for the, you know, the they're wallets. There for the money. Exactly. So um, the questions that I ask are really pending on how our conversation is going and the feedback that I get. Okay. So whether we're talking about their past relationships, uh, their you know their husband and why they're divorced, are they going to go on to a long dissertation right. and really, really just kind of dissect him and almost like scrutinize him? Because right. then that may may tell me pending. You're carrying a little bit. Yes, of that. you I'm might be here. carrying some baggage I'm like here. our Here's Alexander's card. <laughs> Exactly. Let's work on this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And the same thing goes for children, whether, you know, they might not have, um, you know, for example, they might not have had children. Maybe they can't have children. Maybe they might be a little bitter or saddened by that. Sure. And they bring that so over. So it's really, really circumstantial. And I really try my best to uh, not label, I hate that word as well, but not, uh, yeah, for lack of better terms, label uh, someone after meeting them and after really getting to know them. Because I also want them to ask questions about me as well. Because if you're going to work with a matchmaker, uh, it's important that both parties are comfortable. If you're not comfortable, then this is not a good fit and it's not going to be a great relationship. You have to have rapport. You have to. And we talked about that in episode one. (laughs) Exactly. all about the rapport. So what would you want my listeners to know about preparing for love? If there were a couple takeaways that you could give them. Well, just in summary, we definitely have to put the past in the past. What is that saying? Uh, The past is the past and the present is, well, maybe I have that wrong. But nonetheless, we have to keep the past where it is. And that's, it's there for a reason. Um, Move forward, open yourself, open your heart, open your minds, you know, become healthy, whether, you know, it's working with someone like yourself or, you know, outsourcing professional help, whatever the situation is. Um, Make sure that with that being said, make sure that you do know what you're looking for after knowing yourself, your non-negotiables, but also ditch that list. 
You ditch know, the list, ditch people. the list. <laughs> exactly, ditch the list. Make a new list every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Why not? But when you do, you know, when you do have that, uh, you know, foundation of what you're looking for, uh, I think that it's important to navigate it and make sure that you have a direction. Make sure that you have a focus. Whether it's working with a matchmaker, or whether it's going online, but make sure that you are realistic with your expectations. So the first step might even be not to find the perfect guy, but to just go out Explore. and learn how to date. Explore. Yeah. Mess up. Yeah. yeah. To go, go on a lot of dates. Right. Cause why not? not? Somebody else how. is double booking. <laughs> it's true. Cause dating is a skill. It it's is, a job. It's a, dating it's is a job. Absolutely. Too. But I love that. Let go of the past. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. What did you learn? If you can't look back at your past and say, you know what, this was really, it, it taught me something about myself. Exactly. It might've been a horrible experience, but it taught me something. Mm-hmm. And try to frame it. How do you reframe things for yourself to say, you know what? Here's what I learned. That guy was a total jerk. Exactly. Why did I even waste my time? But there was something about it that you were drawn to. Mm -hmm. There was something about the relationship that kept you there. So as much as you leave with bitterness, Mm -hmm. how do you begin to leave with appreciation about something that you learned that you really, these people help you grow? Absolutely. There was a wonderful poem, and I can't remember how it goes, but it was that in life, everyone that we meet is there to give us a little direction. And some people we stick around with for a while until mm-hmm. they'll give us the direction to head off. Exactly, yeah. But it's all about these everyone we date, mm-hmm. whether they're good or bad or what they might be, they're there to they give us They serve their purpose at that point in time and whatever, you know, whatever state we were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've put together, just so my listeners know as well, um, I put together a whole hypnotherapy program. Uh, that you can listen to from the comfort of your own home. It's called Preparing for Love. And it's been formulated on a lot of what we've talked about today, actually, on loving yourself, getting to know yourself, the idea of letting go of past relationships, and really turning inward to say, I'm, I am wonderful, and to really discover yourself Absolutely. on a path of discovery. And what we're going to begin to talk about Next week, we're actually having Ashley back on the show, which is super exciting, is to begin to talk about, now that you're ready, mm-hmm. what do you do? What do we do? What do you do? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm ready. I love myself. Create, right? Because on the Mental Sherpa show, what we always say to people is, life doesn't get easier. You just get to know yourself better. And when you create a really good relationship internally with yourself, mm-hmm. you experience the world around you in this whole different way. Then you can actually live it and, and enjoy it. And you can it. live it. And you can invite people into mm-hmm. that environment to just share it and connect. Absolutely. Sharing. Absolutely. Share yourself from that point. But you have to be selfish first. You have to be selfish first. So ladies and gentlemen, go be selfish. <laughs> it is not a bad thing. I know you've probably been taught that being selfish is very selfish. No. Nope. But we are inviting you to go and do that. And you can always uh, contact us at thementalsherpa.com. If you want to come and work with me doing hypnotherapy or life coaching, that's at thetaspring.com. Or if you want to find Ashley, you can find her on ashleykaler.com. Ashley, your name is spelled Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-K-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Uh, so we will join you next week. Any teasers you want to leave people with for next week? 
Oh, I don't know. You're just going to have to wait and see. <laughs> Love. It's always unexpected. Exactly. She's leaving us hanging, wanting more. Exactly. So ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week as we continue this conversation with Ashley Kaler, matchmaker and life coach. Thank you for joining us, Ashley. It has been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.